The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. All right, so I just got an alert on my phone that former President Obama went to, I think, a children's hospital. And he shows some of his dick. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he fucking that did. That thing's probably a beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's totally what he did. No, he, he, well, depending on your definition of what I'm about to say, he handed out <laughs> gifts. So, um, nice. yeah, he handed out gifts. But what's interesting to Why me is. Who sent an alert for that? Uh, I'm guessing USA Today. Honestly, and I can't, I don't think I actually looked at which one of the Apple what News. The but I want to guess that it's USA Today. Let's say. For those who don't work in the news industry, alerts are generally reserved for things that are like, you know, really important. Like USA uh, Today. Like a fucking hurricane or uh, an assassination or a bunch of children dying in a school bus accident. Generally speaking, the, the former president, uh, big dick or not, uh, handing out president presence at a children's hospital is in no way worthy of sending out an alert. But it would be for USA Today because I'm, and again, you know, you know me, you know my politics. I'm probably more likely than other people to accuse outlets of being, you know, fawning over leftists and, and fake newsy and all that kind of stuff. But USA Today. Now, first of all, what's interesting is USA Today, I feel like our entire life has sort of been like Fake news would I always, be the wrong term. I always thought about it as just the garbage that they leave outside of your hotel room door. Yeah. You stay at like a holiday inn. Well, realistically speaking, that's exactly what it is. Uh, but it was like the pictures newspaper. Yeah. It also had like a lot of just like low level writing. Just Not to say I'm some like, you yeah. know, Harvard scholar who's no, like sharpening but my, you it know. It just had like just stupid shitty stories from around the country that nobody really cared about. Yes. And like whatever the AP was running. And they would definitely have like a decent, I'll say, seasonal newspaper, so to speak, that was more like a newspaper magazine about the baseball season that was coming up or the NFL yeah, season that was yeah, coming up. Yeah, they were just... And it was great for a flight or it's something fast, like that. It was fast, the fast food of the news industry. No question. So the anyway, the point, the point I'm making about President Obama handing out gifts is that there's no question that puts the PC leftist in a tough spot. Because first of all, it's President Obama, right? And he's loved. He's worshipped. Yeah. Second of all, it's a black Santa. Now, the problem is, apparently, people want to change Santa from a male figure to a more gender-neutral it was, it was only, uh, I think, like 25% of respondents to uh, to a poll, though. It wasn't, I, uh, is there like a legitimate, like, no shit movement here where people... Now, are, maybe I'm buying into fake news because all I saw was headlines that talked about how there's I, people out there who want to change. Yeah. And of course there are. I, mean, I can tell you for, for a fact there's definitely oh, one they, person oh, out there. There's but totally, to your point, maybe there's not that many. There's definitely a shitload. 25%? Uh, I, uh, I wrote copy for a story on this, and I wrote the headline. And uh, the copy twenty five percent is not exactly fucking. It's encouraging. not encouraging. There's a there's a lot of stupid people out there. But um, no, I wrote copy for it, and I, my go to had I didn't even mention the percentage of the headline. I was just like, poll find some would love to, ch-, you know, um, because you know you gotta gotta drive some fucking page views when it goes out on social. You do. Um, so if you just say twenty five percent, then people will be like, all right, at least seventy five percent of us aren't fucking idiots. So I may have been a victim of. Uh you know, falling for uh Yeah, I mean, it was a definitely... Click, a clickbaity headline. Yeah. I won't call it fake And news. everyone, I think everyone who wrote that headline 
for that story did it in the same way where they're like, look, I got to get I got to get some some fucking clicks on this bitch. Um, So let me just leave the number out of it and just focus on the fact that there are, in fact, morons saying this. Rumpus time is over. Heavens and welcome into Flipping Out Radio from Bloomfield, New Jersey, my lovely basement that we're broadcasting next to yeah. my relatively brand new furnace, by the way. I'll have you know it's only about a yeah. year old. Keeping me warm. Yeah, a nice capital expense for the house. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot to do. It's almost holiday season, almost Christmas here. Well, it is holiday season, but it's almost Christmas here in uh, 2018. It'll soon be 2019. I'm James Flippin. I'm broadcasting with Mike Montone. And, uh, of course, you can check him out on his various social media platforms like uh, Instagram and and Twitter and Facebook. uh... And it's the Savage Sack Tap. You're not very smart, and you smoke a lot of pot. From all the Twitter at Mike Montone and then Instagram at Gary underscore Moiler, M-O-Y-L-E-R. And then on Facebook, it's uh, Facebook.com slash The Savage Crew. So check out his podcast. Check out his various live streams. We're pumped to have him with us here on Flipping Out Radio. When I was taking the PATH train, which is the local commuter line that runs under the Hudson Tunnel, but between various parts of Manhattan and Hoboken. Yeah. Um, and then I guess Jersey City. I was taking the PATH train, and I saw on the ground, as I got into the car, a brown paper bag that had some item in it. Now, immediately my thought was, you know, see something, say something. I want to make sure I know what the fuck's in this bag. You know, I'm not going to—we're not going down like this. We're not going to go down like this. It would suck to get fuck. Uh, I would hate to die by pipe bomb on the fucking hell path yeah. train. That's Ugh. yeah, hell yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways to go, but that's not especially at rush hour with all those other idiots on the train. You know, just imagine. You know, obviously you're you're, you're horribly injured, but you're pressed yeah. up against somebody uh, who's got a full day's sweat in, and you know yeah. maybe they shouldn't have worn that sweater. You know, it was a little Ugh, too warm in the like office. Riding, it's like we, I was saying before. It's like. Mass transit in this area is like riding steerage on the Titanic, except everybody's from fucking Bangladesh or Guatemala. It's just a. It's true. You're not getting stinky affair. You're not getting any Welsh immigrants in there. You're not getting any. uh, Anyway, not that they're you know, not that they should be Welsh, but anyway, um, we're 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 talking about a lot of stuff here today. So anyway, a bunch like and you get like a lot of like dumb like white chicks on there too. Oh yeah, you just be it would basically be like dying around the worst group of fucking people. It really would. I, I can't think. That's like worse. the main reason, other than the terror of plummeting thirty thousand feet, that I don't want to die in a plane crash. Is because you don't want you just don't want to go out with those losers. Mm. Yeah, the plane crash. I was talking to somebody because I'll get back to this, but I was talking to a coworker of mine who happens to be a former flight attendant, and because the dog Sully yeah. was brought back to Long Island today, Sully, which was George H. W. Bush's yeah, was, service was dog, was Sully named after the the pilot? That's what we were trying to figure out. And I didn't actually do any research, even so far as to Google it. But we said, you know, it could be. You know, maybe it was like, oh, they wanted to honor this dude. And she was just telling me, and of course we know this, but just like what a fucking beast that guy is. Yeah. Pulled over that 
uh, pulled off, I should say, that landing. Landing a fucking river. Because um, savage. there's a lot of different factors that she was sort of like explaining how like basically it wasn't just the landing. It was getting over the George Washington Bridge, which I saw that the movie about it. And it's pretty dramatic how like relatively close he is to the George Washington Bridge. But she was making the point. She was like, yeah, that wasn't like a guarantee that you could Jesus. pull that off. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> the, the time that somebody tried to make a water landing in a high in a high profile uh, situation that really fucked up recently was in the Indian Ocean, I think. And the plane basically fucking cartwheeled from the landing that it tried to pull off. You know that's what I mean? A, like it went up on its side and just kind of like that's a shitty, literally it was like that's hey, a hey, shitty way to go way. out. Yeah, that's so, not fun. Anyway, thankfully, and obviously I'm here to record this, so uh, there, was, there was no issue with this particular bag on the, the path train. But what brings me to talk about it is that I did look inside to see what was there. And it was a Tupperware container, a black Tupperware container with a clear plastic top that had some, you know, uh, foods in it. And it looked as though it was some sort of leftovers, if you will, from like a holiday office party um there was some uh yeah some, what looked to be pigs in a blanket yeah in there. some drunk white girl took it uh, home and some, fucking some, forgot it some mozzarella sticks i mean there was there was some fucking you know eats in she there. probably bent down to like pick up her stupid oversized fucking handbag and then left it on the ground and totally spaced out and now fucking becky doesn't have any any mutz sticks to uh it's an on, and, and well, let me she, tell you, she watches This Is Us before she passes out. <laughs> yeah, This Is Us, or what's the um? There's another the, the another network has their own like version of that now. It's a bunch of um like thirty forty somethings that are friends, um, but it's like trying to hit the same notes. Uh, yeah, I want I I would love to address the uh, the fact while we're on This Is Us how fucking preposterous the premise for that show. Okay, is. I'm down to do that. There's siblings. But fuck it, what is it? Two of them are white and one of them is black yes. because they were supposed to be triplets, but one of them died. So the hospital just had like an extra black kid sitting around and they were like, oh, all right, we'll we'll fuck it. We'll take that. Wait, one. is that exactly how it sort of I, went down? I, that's what I got garnered from the Wikipedia entry. Like I, I, I watched uh, like a sort of a montage um, and the numbers add up like there's like a black dude and uh, a bunch of white people. Well, I think that and you could be right, but I always thought that it was just twins that the couple had and that they adopted the black kid at some point. I think I know. I think the way it went down was there was some sort of like it happened all that same day. at the hospital. That's phenomenal. And they were like. You know, like I don't. What, is they going to like a fucking car dealership? Oh, well, we have one in black. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right, right, <laughs> sorry, right. I don't think sorry, it goes yeah. like that. Sorry about the third, the yeah. third. But I, it, no one wanted this. We have a, like leftovers. Right. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Um, speaking of leftovers, I was ash I'm ashamed to admit, and this kind of brings the whole thing full circle, that I was really tempted to take that bag of food. I'm not gonna lie. Now yeah. I didn't. I wouldn't. I'm actually. I tend to be pretty much the person that's going to skeeve, but there was a part of me that really wanted to take that because I was like, look, there's no way that's been here very long. Yeah. It's clearly exactly what it was intended to be, which is Tupperware leftovers from a great, you know, nice holiday party. What a shame. I guess in a way it was more just like deep down. I was like, what a shame that that food's not going to get enjoyed. I, you know what? Uh, a lot of homeless people do ride path. So if somebody might find it, you're saying uh, without a doubt. 
There's always I, there's got I think there's a, at if least somebody one doesn't throw it guy. away ahead of time though some you know yeah, some like pretentious true. fuck that's true might be like oh I better throw this away but I feel like on Unpath uh, most people are uh, are pretty like I don't know they like don't touch shit because I see water bottles and bags and stuff on, <laughs> on that see that's what kind of threw me off is I I actually tend to be mar I marvel. And how relatively clean I w- the path is compared to like the New York City subway. Oh, it's no, it's much cleaner than the subway. But I mean, like you'll find the odd, you know, soda can or whatever, like sitting there, and it's just like ah, all right, whatever. Like you know, there's every once in a while you you walk onto uh, the path and someone has just thrown up or whatever. But like, no, nah, the subway is a fucking cesspool. The sub people jerk off on the subway. It's it's awful. I feel there's not. I you don't hear as much about. Path train masturbation. No, I guess that's true. Maybe they just don't have as many good pictures. <laughs> like on the ads and stuff. <laughs> the, um, the, the, right. sub, the MTA has sexier <laughs> ads than the Port Authority. Yeah, I don't know. It could be. So I have a message here from my buddy, Shay. And um, he sent this to me on Facebook. Now, uh, I didn't ask him if I could actually play this. But here's the thing. He didn't actually record it. I don't know if you've ever gotten anything like this, but it's kind of like a chain letter, but it's in audio form. Are they like? Uh, I've it's gotten inspirational. Ones, oh, really? I've gotten ones that like were uh, like prank voicemails about like you know like oh like the dildos you ordered. No, no, no. This is here. I'll I'll play it for you, and uh, you, you you can enjoy this the same way that I did. I just got this message randomly on Facebook Messenger, and then I played it. And, uh, I mean, I guess I might as well say ahead of time, yes, my friend Shay is black, but no, this isn't him saying this. <laughs> Good morning. I've been riding with you for a long time. I fuck with you the long way. 2019 coming in, we gonna ride this bitch out again. I ain't going to let a motherfucker fuck with you. And you ain't going to let a motherfucker fuck with me. I want you to send it to 10 people. If a motherfucker don't send it back to you, that's the coolest fucking thing I have ever heard. Holy shit, that was fucking awesome. What is that? Isn't that fucking great? That fucking ruled. I had to play that because I. So, anyway, my buddy Shay, and that's a guy who I played high school football with, who we went to like wreck camp together like as like kids you know we were like both into baseball and football and shit and uh we Uh, stayed in touch that was fantastic and you know that was like really a a bright spot in my day when i received that i was like hell yeah so i anyway i messaged him and i said that's fucking great i said you got to come on my podcast which i have done stuff with him in the past but it's been a long time and i was hoping that maybe he might just say like i'm actually going to be around tonight Ah. what time but unfortunately, it wasn't. Now, again, that's not him. That's not his voice. That wh- whoever, whoever it was that great. sent it's fucking pretty great. And uh, I, want, I, I want that guy on my team. Yeah. That guy's good. Yeah, exactly. So, again, um, I think I might have to pass that on to 10 people. So we'll see. Um, all right. Anyway, moving on. We've got a lot to get into today, a lot to talk about. I'll start out with this. Um, some Mets news. Now, it's the off season. We don't necessarily have a lot of Mets stuff to talk about, but Mike and I are both Mets fans. Yes. And, you know, it's the it's not quite winter yet, but it's pretty far away from actual baseball games. So I figured why not mention a couple of Mets notes. They're not necessarily nice. Uh, the Trump Foundation is being forced to sell its Tim Tebow helmet, which was when he was playing for the Broncos 
uh, and his helmet got auctioned off for charity. Um, apparently, the Trump Foundation was <clears throat> accused of some impropriety and like maybe using like charity funds to buy this thing. It was twelve thousand dollars, so it's not as if Trump couldn't afford it on his own. But anyway, um, why did they need a football helmet for the Trump Foundation? I don't quite know, and it's not quite clear if he maybe wanted this helmet so he just figured he could get it through this auction they were having or i I don't really know uh the full story behind it but they're being forced to give it up because the foundation as you may know is being forced to dissolve so they're losing out on that now of course tim tebow plays for the mets now in the minor leagues and is apparently going to start the year with triple a syracuse is he doing that well um he had like a decent year last year, I'd say. No shit. And are, we, are we gonna see? Are we gonna see some Tim Tebow? And I guess if they suck. If they suck, will they bring Tebow up? I think it's actually more likely that here's here's the thing that may here's the scenario that might play itself out with Tebow next year. There's actually two. One of them you hit on. Let's just say for the sake of argument, which I don't really necessarily want to entertain right now, but no, let's neither say. Neither do I. Let's just say for the sake of argument, because it wouldn't be shocking Usually to us. Usually don't, we don't talk about them sucking until about mid-May. I'm a very optimistic Mets fan in the offseason. Yeah. And then as soon as that first Are game starts. All? I don't know, because actually you see a lot of people on social media and stuff who basically want to, you know, dog on them even now. And I'm that guy. Yeah. I'm like the opposite with uh, the Giants. I'm always like circumspect of them in the offseason and then the year starts and I'm like fuck you when's the last time you fucking won a Super Bowl championship you know like that that comes out of me Um, but with the Mets with the offseason I tend to be optimistic and then that first game starts and it's like that literally that clip from uh, Family Guy when the you know here's the Mets season the first pitch and it's over no I feel Um, like they're they're pretty solid on opening day yeah that's true like like the past few years I feel like they've they've gotten out to a couple real hot starts well last year of course was fucking last year was insane last year I I was legitimately beginning to think about parades right like that was oh yeah it was terrible it was terrible no no, it really wow. was. It was bad. And, um, you know, we have no reason to expect that they won't be bad. But if they are, that's certainly a reason that Tim Tebow would potentially be up there to try to sell, get some asses in the seats and sell some tickets and sell some merchandise and all this shit. But to be more optimistic about it, as is my want on the offseason side of things, um, if they're good and they get to like September and the rosters expand and he's actually having a decent season in the minors uh, and he's still showing his speed and like ability yeah. to be like a pinch runner yeah. type dude. Like I, you could do worse than fucking, you know, yeah. Tim Tebow as a pinch runner. Yeah, that's true. And then you're like firing yeah, up the fan NFL, base. He's got NFL speed. Right. NFL speed's different than baseball speed. Exactly. So if he were to be a guy who could be like a sixth outfielder on a good team in okay, like September. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. When you were talking, we were talking about the way the Mets get out to like good starts and then it falls apart. And they always win an opening day. Is there, yeah. They'll lose now because I said that. Is there but. any, like, I feel like there's like this, uh, be, part of being a Mets fan is having this feeling of trepidation with every loss. Like anytime you've been on a win streak and then you lose, or like when you lose two in a row, it starts to like this cloud just well, gets look, over your head. I'll and put it to like, this way. Oh shit! I'll like, put it to you this way. The house of cards is going to, to, to fucking collapse. No question. Look, I, I don't think there's any denying that as a sports fan, given the fact that I root for the Knicks, the Mets, 
and then the Giants. Pretty much, you know, those are my predominant teams. And of course, the Giants have by and large been pretty good to me. I can't deny that. And, you know, having to see or getting to see your team win yeah. any championship yeah, is pretty significant. Two is good. So um, really no complaints there. I mean, they've had some like when they're bad, they're bad. There's no question about that. Yeah. But entertainingly uh, so. Yeah. But with the Mets and Knicks, you know, clearly there's some reason for uh, the word you use. Trepidation is pretty good. And, and uh, you know, a lot of um, misery behind that and, and, you know, reason to expect the worst. But 2007 changed me as a sports fan it really did like <clears throat> i don't think i'll ever not be as like inherently negative and ready for disaster ever since that went down and to lose a seven game lead with 17 to play in a fucking baseball season that's as cumulative and long yeah. and just like kind of the whole thing as it is yeah was really fucking scarring and and that's my team more than anything that's i love the giants letdown. i love yeah. the knicks but i'm a fucking diehard that's fan yeah so the fact that that happened and again just i think i've told the story uh to you before i know i have on my podcast but i'll just mention it quickly again i went to the last game of the year i had gotten the tickets way before it was unexpected that it would be mattering anything you know uh the girls that i went to the game with were all yankees fans but they like Professed that they were rooting for the Mets, and then they were fucking bitches about Being it afterwards. About yeah, it. thank you for saying it. I, you know, I don't know why I have a tough time. I do have to admit, I have a fucking tough time. Yankees fans. You can just let it let it fly. Well, no, with, with that for sure. But I have a tough time really um, comfortably saying cunt. Really? Yeah. I don't. I, I think it's because so I work with women now, right? Yeah. And I think I'm getting soft. I think like part of me is like so I, scared of see, the notion that even by saying it now, I would ever say it gotcha. in um, company. That I, Yeah, I view it I as I need to get it out. You know what I, I mean? I will call it I'll call a dude a cunt just as quickly like See I'll, that's well that maybe that's why. Maybe that's why you're an equal you're an equal opportunity contest yeah i will i'll drop it for anything like if like i if i hit my hand on the table real hard i'm fucking cunt it's insulting as his friend i'm insulted okay sorry that. i just you know yeah uh, see like, that's not really in my vernacular yeah i i just i just toss it around um so it's a good I, it's yeah. a good word to toss uh, it's around. great it's great yeah and i think if <clears throat> if people i mean i don't know what, what your work environment is but i think if, if you're around a goodly amount of chicks, I think, um, at least the cool ones, will get the way you're using it. Like, it's, um, like, I don't yeah, think it's my, like curl in an end bomb. Well, my, my coworker. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I'm I mean, so yeah, sure. in the workplace, probably. Yeah. Yeah, in the workplace, for sure. Yeah. But I think, like, in general social interactions. I mean, like, well, practically speaking, you're right. There's no, I mean, it's ter- it would be terrible to try to put it on the same level as the N-word, but. Yeah. I, I know there, yeah, that there, would happen. there are definitely idiots that would, but I think I, I want to feel like the, you know, the bulk of the the rational world would totally understand the way that you're saying it, especially since now with like social media and stuff, people are interacting with the British and Australians, and they say it like fucking crazy. Well, that's true. That's a good point. You know, enough people. You study. You got enough people who studied abroad in England and yeah, and shit like that. And I guess Twitter they, would have a hard time yeah. rooting you out. I could say, oh, I'm yeah. around. You know, yeah. I'm interacting with the, yeah. the British and the Australians. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't like go. Just, I, I feel like it's not like the, the kind of thing where if I'm 
arguing with a woman, I'm going to be like, you're a fucking cunt. Like, because it's just unnecessary. Right. Yeah. I like it. I like to use it. In, You'd have to have a lot more beers than you. Than yeah. That and be and swaying I, a lot more I like than you to, are right now. I feel like it, that. I feel like it has better application in, in used in like a loose light manner. I don't, I don't necessarily right. like it. But see, as like, okay. So, so that's the thing actually. So you're getting down to the rub of it's not really a yeah, negative word. for. I you. think it's a fun word right. is what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't like, you know, who am I, what woman am I getting in an argument with that I need to call her a cunt? Like, right. Like, she, she has to have done something pretty bad. That's true. That's very true. Uh, like, you know, like Lorraine Bobbitt, you know. Oh, wow. Cunt. Yeah, that's for fucking sure. I should hope nobody would take offense yeah. to us fucking calling her that. Uh, the next Mets news item comes from theathletic.com. So, admittedly, I don't pay for their site, so I okay. couldn't read the whole thing. But apparently, Mike Piazza, our beloved... Hall of Famer, retired number, Mike Piazza, ran this Italian soccer club into the ground. Uh, This club that had been around for like 100 years, had had some success, even as most recently as 1996, I think, got up into their Serie A, which is like the, you know, top pro league for uh, Italian soccer. Uh, They're bankrupt. I don't know what he did wrong or whatever. He just mismanaged it. Apparently. Why was was Mike Piazza managing the finances for an Italian soccer team? I think it's a... a, (sighs) The question we have to, to start with. The problem here is that I don't pay for the athletics, so I couldn't <laughs> read the actual article. But I read the first like paragraph or two, and then it gets it gets into that like faded where it's like you know to to sign up for the athletic for yeah. like, seventy cents a month, which is fucking a sin that I won't pay. You know, apparently it's good writing. At what point did he did he say what he was just like oh my ability to to catch baseballs and to also hit baseballs very far will transfer well into the world of I don't know. I don't know if like he kind of just looked at it as like Italian soccer team. Maybe he was under the guise or impression that he was just going to kind of be like the face of the operation or the yeah. money of the operation and he counted on the people that he worked with. You know, certainly plenty of <laughs> ventures have worked like that. I mean, uh or not worked in that respect. Like you talk about things you try to do domestically, like opening a you know, Charles Oakley had like fucking 20 car washes yeah. where people like, you know, uh embezzle lots of money and shit from them. <laughs> So, um, you know, now he's at uh, MSG getting thrown out by Jim Dolan's yeah. goons. Um, but no, I don't really know the full story. Now, that's kind of an interesting sub-discussion. Do you think that it makes me cheap? And I think I'm answering my own question. No, I don't pay for any of these fucking things. But see, that, isn't that weird, though? Like, our fathers, for example, paid for newspapers. Yeah. Um, the new- oh, Actually, I have an answer. I have an answer. Go ahead, but I'll remember what I'm going to say. I feel like the newspaper was the... like. It was the only so like you had to get the newspaper. There, there yeah. wasn't. But isn't the internet the newspaper now? It, it is, but enough people don't have a paywall up. It's like being like, "Hey, pay for this," and then right. some other guys like, "Hey, I have this equally for, good thing, right? That just I will for just free. Give you for free. That's fair. You're absolutely right. <clears throat> now, here's the other thing about the internet that people don't necessarily talk about as much. I give away my tendencies as a consumer on a silver platter. You don't even have to fucking imagine what kind of products I might be interested in like you did. Yeah. Back in 1950, I walk into a fucking Sears. Yeah. Somebody's like, this guy looks like somebody who could use a snow shovel. Yeah, you know what I mean? Instead, now they're like, oh, well, look, this guy's bought... Yeah, yeah, uh, your shit's valuable. This guy bought salt. 
uh, you know, de-icer and uh, a broom in the last three months. I bet he needs a snow shovel. Dude, you, know what you I get mean? to the point where like you think of something and then it fucking shows up. It really is like shit. that. <laughs> it really is like that. Terrifying. It is terrifying. <laughs> Because it really is fucking like that. I, I mean, know, I know it's look, probably... No, people are going to say, oh, no, you're wrong. You know, you must have looked it up. You typed gonna, the words it in. Prob- it, it There's been fucking times when I thought is. of something and it showed up. I'm not even fucking kidding. But it's pro- the, the, the deal is that it's probably something you think about frequently and you probably... Are tied in. There's yeah, something about there's, the articles or yeah. whatever that I read that it's tied yeah, into something, something. I guess you're right. There. All right, good. We'll flip it up. There's for sure like a legit reason. Unless, All right, good. Unless we got... Unless we got microchipped against no 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 look look flipping out radio Mike Montone is bringing us back down to earth he's he's letting us know that the the conspiratorial the only, is not necessary. the only other way I can think about it is like now with like is the device like listening to you and like were you talking about it with with someone well you know that shit happens I mean fucking uh, what's his name for sure with from like the, Facebook yeah, the Alexis and stuff like that yeah well that too yeah Alexa what time is it the time is see she's listening. Yeah. Yeah, I keep like like I keep my fucking uh, camera on my. Well, that's a, my well, from Facebook. Though. What's his name? Uh, the fucking owner, Zuckerberg. Yeah, he tapes his. Yeah, show. I saw when I saw him doing that. I was like, oh yeah, it's probably a good idea. That's fucking creepy that he's that he does it. Yeah. What's up, guys? He yeah he fucking. At knows least we something. have a listener, a, a viewer. At least I have somebody who's actually <laughs> watching our podcast right now. All right, moving on to another topic. Um, now look, Mike is of a military background. Um, I wanted to ask you about a couple different things that tie into that topic. But one that I'll mention um, is relatively recent. A couple nights ago, these two cops in Chicago died while they were chasing a suspect. They went down onto the tracks and they got hit by a train. I think it might have been in like a tunnel or something. Anyway, I wanted to ask you, do you... As like, because I'm always curious about this, and there's certainly a lot of crossover with both fire and um, cops in the line of uh, military work. But do you feel like a sense of solidarity or do you like sort of can you identify because most people can't right? like yeah. jumping down onto fucking train tracks to go after. Some yeah, guy. I Maybe love- he's armed. Maybe he's got a knife like, you know, like there's two guys who ran after somebody in the fucking dark of night. And yeah, I, I love I love cops and firefighters. Um, most of the dudes I like deployed with are they were reservists, so they're like all in that line of work. Um, they're from my experience, they're all like just good fucking salt of the earth uh, yeah. type people. Um, there are you know the, the saying goes like there's you know there's there's some sh- you know shitty apples out there. Um, they're like a lot of you know you, you can it's. There are guys I feel like who become cops who, um, the you know, they're the like to have a job that's that dangerous, like which is it's dangerous as fuck. You have to have a certain edge to you to be able to face that danger. So, I think uh, when people hear about like bad cops, there's probably that edge. It's that edge taken to the extreme. Mm. And it, you know, if you have that and that's your every day, it's going to cause you to do um, yeah. some wild shit. I'm probably, I'm probably too high to explain that coherently. No, well, I mean, it made a lot of sense um, to me. I, I can imagine that there's some... It's, because it's necessary. It's, it's a dangerous job. And, you know, to... If, you're, if your every day is going to be um, 
facing that danger and like having that stress level on you and like having to pay that close, you know, attention to, to everything that's going on. Um, everything that's going on. Yeah, because you've talked yeah. about that the last time I think you were talking about what, how, and that's something interesting because it, even creates, though, it creates a certain stress. Right, because it, it, I guess it makes sense to me after having been told and thinking about it, but never really thought about it ahead of time that you're constantly on the alert level of what the fuck did I just see? Yeah. What the fuck is that? Am I, is that a threat? Is this a problem? Is that whatever? You know what I mean? Like that's not... You, it'd be hard for anybody to imagine, I think, what that must be like. Yeah. Um, and that's what really ratchets up that stress level, right? Yeah, and it's it's shitty. Like, it would be great if there was, like, a different way. Um, I, I don't know what, like, police training is like, so I don't know what, like, their deal with, like, getting yeah. to, like, de And presumably it's on a... It's, like I, like, I yeah. presume it's on a different level than if you were in a fucking active war zone. Um, yeah, definitely. It's not quite definitely. to that same level of intensity where you're... I mean, there's still certainly life and death situations, but it's not the same yeah, well, level it's, of intensity. You know, I think it's different for, for cops like um, like this, like for these guys that got uh, hit, uh, hit by, they got hit by the fucking train. Uh, yeah, I guess what Jesus. happened was they were pursuing a suspect. They jumped down onto the tracks. I, I couldn't really, you know, I, again, it's a Chicago story, so I wasn't so like, reporting on it, but I think they ran into a tunnel to go after the guy. Yeah, so, so I mean, imagine if your day at fucking work was... Oh, I might have to run into a tunnel and right. maybe get hit by a fucking train today because some dickhead stole stole a candy bar. Well, it's crazy because like um, it makes me think of like my situation where I might be in the subway. If I see anybody suspicious or that I think might cause trouble, I just want to stay the fuck away from them. You know what I mean? Like, and that's yeah. not even trying to pay attention to it other than for my own protection or whatever it may be. But to be somebody who would be pursuing that type of activity, uh yeah, it's pretty foreign. It's a pretty foreign. So concept. I think it's uh, it's fucking wild that we we have people who it's there. That's there every day, and like to do that seven months on a deployment is like it's very intense, but it's um, it's finite. Like you go home, mm. and then that's you know you can decompress and you can you know recover from that. If mm. that's if that's your every day, although not everybody really does have that, that process, right? It, In terms well, of the decompression, yeah. And well, and so imagine. Imagine if you don't even get a chance to have that that decompression because you're a cop. Yeah, because that's your every day, right? You have a twenty year career. You mean um, you come right back from like a National Guard deployment and become well? A no, cop again. what I'm saying is like so. All right, so if you go on deployment, you go for seven months or whatever. Mm. You come home and you go back to work, whatever the fuck, whatever you do. Yeah, uh, or. You're, if you're on active duty, you just go back to being in a garrison and there's no more combat and stuff and you can come down from the stress of that. Right. If you're a cop, there is no you're dealing with that same stress I see of what being you're in those dangerous situations every day. But if it's you if you're if you're a cop for twenty years, then when when do you you know, what do you get? Like three, four weeks of vacation? Right. That doesn't you can't you can't unquote because you're just going right back to it too. Yeah. Um, and I guess to, this is where my mind and my imagination is taking over a little bit. But let's say you're not necessarily one of the, I don't know, uh, better cops. Like, let's say one of the smarter cops yeah. or one of the ones that plays politics better or whatever. And you don't become brass, right? Like yeah. You don't get to a level where you're a lieutenant. Yeah, if, or if you're like a 20-year beat cop. You're going to be pretty fucking pissed. Yeah. Um, and, and you're dealing with that same street level stress every fucking day. Yeah. And you're dealing with people. I mean, if you're dealing, if, if we, and I mean, if obviously if this 
conversation centered around cops who are cops in dangerous places. If you're if you're a cop in the suburbs and you're yeah, a fuck, totally you're just different. over the top fucking dick pulling over soccer moms, you know, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, but I'm sorry, like you know, like yeah, like in a rough neighborhood. Uh, and then the other piece of that is if you're in a, a rough or bad neighborhood, the people that you're around are facing a similar kind of stress, right? right. There's a huge amount of stress that comes with being in a, a shitty neighborhood. Sure. Um, so that's like, I feel like we uh, we create like, there, there's like fucking pressure cookers there just waiting to go off. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And I, I think that, uh, I mean, I don't know. It seems like at least in New York City, some of the stuff that they've tried to do, I think, is pretty good with yeah. like trying to be like yeah, they're making cops more of the, and yeah, stuff. I was gonna say that all that thing they call it that, but I mean, it's it's kind of true. Like they try to make it more like okay, um, focus on this particular like few blocks to check out and see what's going on. No, yeah, they get to just like and they get to, yeah, they're trying to get them to know the people in the neighborhood. Yeah, they you know use. I mean, it's smart because, I mean, in, in addition to the fact that we had the whole war on terror thing, there was kind of like a an increased militarization of the police. Yeah, that's in terms of what they I was going like to the, the gear they wore. Okay, and that's stuff. that's where uh, that's where I wanted to go with it originally. Now that I'm uh, a little less fucking ripped. Uh, uh, yeah, so like that's it, Would you say that it's a hybrid or would you say that it's a little too uh, it's, indica? I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's good stuff. Whatever the fuck. It is. <laughs> <laughs> That's our um, gardening, by the way. We did a little so, bit of light gardening before. So, we um, I'm a huge fan of cops because of the danger and the uh, the stressful, shitty situations they put them in for the protection of the community. Uh, but I think it's also important to recognize that they're uh, they are agents, they're coercive agents of the state. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are, I, yeah. So like, and this will transfer over into the military stuff we talk about in a little bit. But I don't think this like like a, a blind allegiance to them, no matter what, is a good idea for mm. anybody, including the cops. Mm. Um, like, well, it's interesting you say that because the other day I was on Twitter, and you know, whatever, it ties a lot into my politics right now. But I do have some very serious concerns based off what I've seen. Um, not a real big fan of the leadership of the FBI these days. And I think there's a lot of questionable shit of a very political nature that's going on with what basically amounts to our federal police force. You know what I mean? Like, that's really I ha- what I haven't been paying a whole lot of attention. All right. You know, like basically uh, some of the shit with like the so-called Russia investigation. OK. You know, wiretaps that were authorized and brought up based off like, you know, information that was clearly fake and that people knew to be fake and like, oh, made shit. up. And they used it to get like federal wiretaps and shit like that. And like actual legitimate police work that was used based off like fake intelligence that was made up for political so purposes have, have they found anything in in the russia investigation like i all i see is like oh cohen got, cohen got busted for fucking giving money so that some chick would wouldn't talk about you know how she fucked trump and right. i'm like oh i thought there was going to be a bunch of stuff about russia yeah, exactly and well now no, what there's they're trying, fucking nothing about russia what they're it's trying to all do now fucking pussy there was some you're absolutely right for the most part, but there was some deal that supposedly Trump might have looked into or whatever it may be about building a Trump Tower in Moscow. OK. yeah. And there was never part. a contract. There was never a uh, deposit or whatever. But he actually did sign like some letter of interest and they discussed it. But, you know, the notion that first of all, here's what I here's what really drives me crazy. Right. It's not whatever may result 
from the ongoing investigation into Trump and his old associates and all that kind of stuff. It's that we've totally glossed over and moved on from whatever it is that the Russians did, allegedly, to invest to, to disrupt the election. If you want to tell me that they had like fucking KGB agents in Indiana turning the clock back on the total Hillary votes and like changing fucking vote totals in machines in fucking Pennsylvania, then I'm going to say, wow, holy fucking shit. Yeah. We've got a full fledged Russian uh, inv invasion on our hands and all this kind of shit. But if you want to keep selling me the song and dance about fucking Facebook accounts, go fuck yourself. Do you think I'm really that fucking stupid? Yeah, so as, as I understand... So I, whatever it is that he did the, or didn't do with Putin, what the fuck are you talking about? I thought I thought the Russian involvement was just that they, um, they were just trying to create chaos and create questions no matter who won about, well, like, so, yeah. so discord. I didn't... That's fair. I don't remember hearing Are that, you saying that's your theory or that's what you've read no, or seen? No, that seems to be, like, I feel like everything I've read, like... Or have, you know, heard through, like, you know, interviews, other podcasts and shit. Right. It's not, they weren't trying to, they weren't like, oh, yeah, we're trying to get fucking Donald Trump elected. They were just like, hey, if we can create some chaos in this election, throw things into question, uh, which is essentially what happened, right? Popular vote. vote That's for sure. Electoral. So I think, I think it was just to, I think the goal was to destabilize mm. as opposed to, hey, let's get Donald Trump elected. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if, if if that was their goal, then they certainly accomplished it. Because I mean, everybody's all pissed off and like you know on because either side the, of the fence. Because those, I feel like those bot farms and shit were putting out like anti-Trump memes and all that shit too. Yeah, probably. I mean, like whatever. We've had yellow journalism in this country since yeah. before we've had you know ever since we've had uh you know uh, typeface that was rolling out stamped pieces of paper for fucking Ben Franklin's uh, newspaper in Philadelphia. So what are we really talking about here? Like, that's what this is all about. I mean, again, yeah. if you want to tell me that they did something like, you know, they, they registered voters in uh, California or Texas and Florida or Ohio, you know, they registered voters in Ohio just to get them to vote for Trump. OK, fine. Then I'm going to say some shit happened here. But we're talking about social media. We're talking about like propaganda. Yeah, that's what this is all about. Do you know how much fucking money this guy Mueller has spent on this? I mean, like millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. Anyway, all right, I didn't want to get down this rabbit hole. But um, I did want to ask you, staying on the somewhat political, but also really more so military front, this whole thing with the Green Beret that, I, from what I understand, and I'm just going to sort of paraphrase the story, and you correct me when I'm wrong or whatever you know about I, it. All right, I can, I'll give you what I... Why don't you do what it? I un, you'll probably do a better job of explaining what, I un, what happened. What I understand to be the case is that he... Had, Admitted during, I guess it was a. What's uh, his name? Goldstein? Goldstein? Yeah, some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, he admitted, I guess, at some point during a, a CIA interview and also during a Fox News interview. Yeah, supposedly he was interviewing uh, for. I, I, I don't know if it was like a debrief or if. Um, he was uh, if there was some sort of ongoing investigation. I don't know. If I think the, it was a, the way it was written. I think it was it almost a, sounded like it was a job. Interview. I think it was a job interview. Um, and I think he admitted to taking a suspected bomb maker in uh, Afghanistan who they thought had killed a couple Marines and taking him out and executing him in the desert. And then I guess burying his body and then going out, getting the body back. And throwing it in a burn pit. So that's 
from what I've read, that's like what happened and what he's admitted to. Now, so when you as a um, obviously you weren't in the you know Green Berets or, or, or the SEALs or I mean, I, I shouldn't assume anything, but, you know, you were in active combat. What is it when you hear that story? Um, is, there, is there any part of you that's like, holy shit? Or are you just like, oh, OK? No, I mean, if you do that, you're going to you're going to get. They're going to fucking charge you. Yeah. Like you got like, I can't imagine a, a captain thinking that that's a good idea. Mm. Like you are so thoroughly briefed on every like ROE and like and all that shit. When like when you get there before you go out on every mission. I mean, he's a fucking, you know, he was a, he was a fucking was he a captain or a major at the time when he mm. did it. Like he, there's just no, I mean, if you admitted to that shit and that's like you know, I mean, it's like a fucking little like law of war violation. Do you think there's a like part a fucking, of him that was thinking like I understand? I understand he had just lost, you know, I understand or whatever it may be. So he wasn't about to continue to let I, that happen. Or yeah, I don't know. I, under, I understand. I totally understand the the and empathize with the thought process there. But you just you just can't do you it. You just can't fucking do it. Like yeah. you're like do, do you have their their basic t- and especially for an o- officer. Like there are basic tenets of of officership that just say that, you know, you don't you don't do that. You have to have enough bearing, um, and you know you have to you have enough of a moral compass that you just you can't whack a guy just because he, he's a suspect. I mean, it's, it's shitty. It's it's shitty. It's not like good. Like. You, yeah, if, if it was a fucking Taliban bomb maker now, what, that killed a couple Marines. Now, let me ask you this. So is it really just like sort of the procedural aspect of it? Like, like let I me don't, ask you this. Right? I don't know what the um, I don't know what the, the procedure is. Like, I'll put it like, to you they, this I know. I think they had to release the guy after a certain amount of time. Um, oh, so was that part of it? Is it just like sort of the, the and strict? He's, all right, so. Is it like that strict he, fucking like post-World War One? they so, came up with like some so, strict rules of war type stuff? Because well, I mean, isn't a sniper from like, you know, two football fields away going to like kill this guy if they get a chance to do that? Um, so uh, the guy, the guy's name was not on like a, a kill on sight list, I okay. guess, or whatever they call it. Okay. Um, so he, he wouldn't have been, he wasn't like a target. Like he was just, I guess, a suspected. So they brought him in to, like, they held him. They, you know, didn't, there was nothing to, to get him on. And I guess. See, this is good because you actually know a thing or two about what actually happened with this particular when, case. When they were on the base that they were holding him on, he saw a local tribal leader on base working with the Americans. And the tribal leader's like, yo, if that, if that fucking guy lives, he's gonna. They're gonna fucking kill me. Like he's gonna tell the Taliban I was here working with you guys, and that's what prompted the uh, the the murder. Mm. Um, but it's 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 shitty. It's shitty. It, but you, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't do a a lot for mission. You know, accomplishment. I don't I don't think to just fucking. It, it makes it makes the Americans look like fucking just like you're fucking cold blood like murderers mm. and you're, you're just as bad and mm. as ruthless as as the Taliban. Like yeah. so, I don't know that it, I don't know that it achieves that much. Um, but at the same time, yeah, if the guy's making bombs for the the fucking Taliban and he's killing fucking Marines, your yeah, your desire is to obviously you you want to eliminate him from the battlefield so he can't hurt anyone anymore. Yeah, but. 
also to avenge to the, avenge the people who were killed. But well, it's a really, it's a really, really tough it's, uh, situation. The, th- the thing is, because it's a counter counterinsurgencies are are different. You have to be a little good point. You you have to have a you got a little bit more depth to your thinking. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know that you know, just fucking whacking someone like your uh, like your Tony Soprano. It just, that just because yeah. then then if then if the 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 option of the the local the local populace is oh okay well i can have the americans who might fucking shoot me on the side of the road right or i can have the taliban who might but at least the taliban are you know yeah are are us like people will accept more shit from their own kind than they will from an outsider i guess to your point as an occupying army you have to have a different standard that you hold that yeah. behavior to yeah, even if time. it means extending the danger or whatever it may be yeah yeah it's fucking terrible um but very interesting all right um so how about this scientists say that chicago chicago's climate will be similar to phoenix come 2070 what yeah. say you i'm not a fucking scientist so i if all they, right, if all they right got, fine. If we'll they take got, that with a grain of salt. Yeah, if they got something, I guess so. But well, I, it, it just sounds fucking preposterous. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> How the fuck is Chicago going to be like Phoenix in 2070? First of all, first of all. Phoenix is a fucking, uh, like a, like, it's Mars. Phoenix is Mars. Yeah, yeah, Phoenix is, fu- so that's 51 years from now, okay? 50, uh, 51 years from now. We're going to have 100 degrees all the time. And yeah, first of all, how is it going to be? Right. Is it going to be like a, a, a total desert in the sense that at night it's uh, it's cold and there's nothing to hold the heat in? I mean, what happened to all the vegetation? Is it gonna is it gonna die? I mean, it's a totally yeah. different climate. Like it's not even humid anymore. So no more and no more Chicago. It's still winter. got the fucking lake there, over. doesn't it? Yeah. So, but the Chicago winter is just over. The Chicago winter is over. It's Phoenix. And that's going to happen in fifty years. Fifty right? years. That's dubious. Yeah. That's bullshit. Again, see, this is the problem. You know, I, I, I don't know. We're not scientists. What do we yeah, say? We're not I scientists. I don't know. I don't know about global warming the thing is, and I climate change have, and all this shit. I have you no know, basis. Oil burned. I didn't do it. So I, what the fuck? I don't know. I have no basis on which to but that's fucking any bullshit. of this, but it just sounds insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, if you want to actually, like, sway me to an extent, give me something legitimate that's going to say, oh, you know, like this, that, Did the other. Did they say what's going to cause that? Because that, that would be, like... Insane change. Let's see. This is our first uh, request to open the article, but we will. Block Club Chicago. Chicago is going to get a lot hotter, buggier, and deadlier thanks to climate change, according to the White House's new climate report. In fact, Chicago's weather could be more like that of Las Vegas or Phoenix by 2070. So, Las Vegas, throw that in the mix. With up to 60 days. Uh, per year that hit 100 plus degrees, according to one scenario suggested in the report. Wait, so is that just like a hotter summer and then they'll still have winter? That's a good point. So wait a minute. Are we really on some fucking technicality here where their summers are just going to be hot, but they'll still have winter? I mean, again, headline writers have been known to clickbait. That's people. true. You you warned us already. Yeah. You're a clickbait artist. Apparently. Oh, yeah, you have to be. You don't have a fucking choice. You get if you if you don't, you get yelled at by your boss. Like yeah. it's honestly, it's just you're doing it so you can keep your boss off your fucking ass. Right. That's true. 
Um, so look, some stereotypes, and I'm sorry to say, some stereotypes are just true. Uh, you know, the mega church pastor that is oh, yeah. in what some did he way, buy? shape, and form shady and, you know, uh, <laughs> taking uh, donations and, and you know, uh, you know, wooing ladies out of their pension checks and all that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's what the mega church pastor does. Or really, just like honestly, it's sort uh, of like the inner city. Part it's the inner city yeah, pastor. Part and parcel to the uh, to the no, I think the mega church guys do it too. Oh no, no question. I like think Joel just, Osteen does it yeah. on like the, on a on a different level. He's on they, like a yacht and yeah, and they invest, jet they invested level. better. They yeah, have, but I mean, but at the same time, you know, uh, Jesuit star of the tabernacle down and you know right down. The street here in East Orange. Oh, yeah. The guy's not exactly hurting for, oh, yeah. uh, you know, oh, funds. Oh, yeah. So anyway, this guy gives his wife a um, 200 grand Lamborghini and then takes the Instagram, I guess. I don't know. You know. You're the social media expert, but I think it was Instagram <laughs> to uh, do a 30-minute video where he defended this gift to his wife and denied the fact that he had used any money from the church to to actually Jeez. do it i mean two hundred thousand. how did you where did you get the money then what, what do you do what I mean, do you have like a are, are you also working at the factory overnight yeah, does, to does like make a check have, you have a w-2 we can see right that's what i'm saying i mean it doesn't make any sense um so that anyway still rolling it is all right cool yeah thankfully it is um so again, some stereotypes are just true. Uh, yeah. So actually, I'm just gonna mark that right now. We're at 52. Nice. Do you want to? Should we keep going? Uh, yeah. How long? Well, what do you want to go to? Uh, let's see. You want to do another like um, 15 minutes? Yeah, I can do that. Do you want to take a quick break? No, nah, no, nah, I can uh, go through 15 for right. sure. Cool. All right, so um, yeah, so the, this uh, this next one we've got is that Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey. Oh, this is good. Yeah. Apparently, mailed <laughs> beard clippings to Azalea Banks, which, by the way, she totally like fell off the face of the earth, right? Yeah. I mean, you've got Nicki Minaj, you've got Cardi B. What happened to Azalea Banks? Uh, I feel like fucking Cardi just murked them all. She kind of did, She's actually. And, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not really that into Nicki Minaj. I don't really yeah. get the appeal. I can kind of understand it with with Cardi. Because yeah. She's got that, like, ratchet, like, Cardi's, oh. Yeah, Cardi's not an I street feel, she you know, appeal. She doesn't feel like an act. She really doesn't. And actually, I don't know. Like she gets into about, fights at strip clubs. Exactly. And there's something sort of like attractive. Yes, about there's something very attractive. About that it. as opposed to like, I feel like Nicki Minaj's thing it's is like more this very. Yeah. Like, and it's, I get it. That probably looks good on Instagram and Twitter and all this kind of thing, but it's just not, I don't know. It's not doing it for me. Um, but at the same time, uh, Azalea Banks was tasked with making, I guess, what like amounts to a fucking voodoo doll for Dorsey. Uh, because he was threatened by ISIS. And, you know, the, the, the article that I read suggested that, that he was going to get into some kind of like cross promotional deal with her. And it was not, it was for some other app he's got or something. Silly and, ass rich people shit. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's it's really, um, 
It's really crazy. Speaking of crazy, this guy, State Senator Kevin Parker of Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> fucking great. He tweeted at this GOP staffer, uh, Republican staffer, that she should kill herself because she called him out for placard abuse. Now, supposedly in New York City, this is like a really big deal that officials... Um, yeah, and I mean, I've, look, I, I have fucking special up. press plates, so I yeah, really can't the, complain. Yeah, the, the, the NYP. Yeah, I, I, you know, I get lucky and, and get to park in certain spots where nobody else would be able to. So I, I don't really feel qualified to, like, complain about people that abuse yeah. parking spots with their placards. But there's all kinds of, like, politicians and cops and transit officials and this, that and the other who um, use their placard in their front dashboard to basically avoid having to pay for the meter or yeah. go in the go in the lot or whatever it may be. So the staffer called this guy out and he said kill yourself. Yeah. And I think the real story here which is going unreported but it kind of is because why would you really focus on this aspect of it that the guy forgot to change to his burner account. That's what definitely must have happened. You think that's what it was? I, you know, I, look, apparently this guy has a history of, like, punching a photographer once and yeah, kind of so just being a dick. So, like, he it's possible that he's just a hothead. aggressive. Maybe, maybe. And because maybe that's what happened. After that, he came back and said that that chick was on the wrong side of all the that's issues. That's actually that true. Great. That was a great <laughs> follow. That was like a, tr- that was like a Trump follow-up. <laughs> he said it, like, an hour later. Yeah. He was like, by the way, Candace Giovi is on the other side of is on the wrong side of history and has been for about this guy's got a little Donald in him. He does have a little Donald in him. Well, look, I mean, ultimately, when it gets down to it, and that's what's kind of interesting to me, I do get a kick out of this. I will say that I get I get a kick out of this because when I was in college, my buddy Arturo, who I'm still friends with, he lived across the floor from me my freshman year and he's from Long Island. Obviously, I'm from New Jersey. And we kind of just used to, like, you know, rip on each other constantly. You know what I mean? Like, we're just a constant crack fest. You know what I mean? You, you, you've been there. You're from yeah. New Jersey yourself. Um, and my roommate, who was from Tennessee, basically was, like, baffled by this phenomenon. He was like, wow, you you all really don't like each other too much. Do you? And we're like, no. Nah, what do you mean? Like, we're just fucking around. Yeah, whatever. just the way we talk to each other where we come from. And I think that really is a sort of interesting aspect of the tri-state area slash New York City, which is that that level of aggression that doesn't really mean aggression because we know when it actually gets to that point. um, It puts people on edge and and it disarms people in an interesting way because it kind of allows you the floor regardless of what it is you may have to. And now we're seeing on a fucking like 24-7, 365 news cycle effect with Donald Trump. Yeah, it um, it like I feel like it like kind of like cows people a little bit like they're just like whoa, very <laughs> honest. Well, that's blunt. Yeah, um, yeah, and then yeah, there's it's and the closer to the city that you get, I feel like the more, the more the people are like that, like it just gets fucking aggressive. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely weirds people out who aren't used to it on a a day to day. Right. No, that's definitely true. The Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Even if it takes a lifetime, somehow I feel inside. You never ever left my side.
<laughs> okay. What are we bumping? All right. So um, Patricia Okumu, who's the woman of originally oh, yes, of African descent, who uh, climbed the Statue of Liberty in protest against the um, Trump administration's, you know, again, policy, whatever. I mean, look, here's the thing. There, there is no special policy about the fact that if a if an adult is accused of a crime and they're put in cuffs and put in custody, yeah. that the fucking kid doesn't stay with them while that happens. There's no special policy there. It happens in fucking Detroit too. Yeah. If you get arrested for embezzling from your local, you know, oh, wait, library, no, wait. is this the this is the Statue of Liberty lady, right? Right. Oh, so she's okay. The, okay. I'm getting off on a tangent. And I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, she's the Statue of Liberty lady. She was a she was protesting. The child separation policy. Oh, she went to. Oh, she, that's oh, why the she child climbed, separation. Oh, I, that's why she climbed the statue in the first oh, okay. place. Okay, sorry. For some reason, uh, all right. This is well. My stuff's we having the, a good effect. No, we had the recent uh, incident where the child was ripped out of the ladies. Oh, right. So okay. I didn't know if you were going. I don't. Oh, I didn't know. Right. If, so, I didn't know if she protested you know what? that. But I'm so glad you brought that up because I just want to point something out. Okay, this is a, this is a little tangent, but I'll just quickly get back to where I was going. Uh. Recently, at a um, you know a welfare center, for lack of a better term, um, a woman was fighting with a worker and got forcibly removed from her baby while being put under arrest at this like you know food uh, assistance center. And I couldn't help but notice how fascinating it was that whenever I was working over the summer as a reporter. I heard nothing but ad nauseum New York City officials saying, these aren't New York City values. Separating a mother from her baby? These aren't New York City values. Whoops. And then it happens six months later, and I wanted somebody to ask the mayor, like, Mr. Mayor, is this a New York City value that we're seeing here? Of course, nobody fucking did because they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't embarrass him like that. They would embarrass him about like legitimate shit. They, they do hold his feet to the fire, but not about like anything political. Um, OK, so anyway, Patricia Okumu was recently convicted of trespassing for the fact that she, you know, climbed the uh, Statue of Liberty. But I wanted to bring back an oldie but goodie that I've certainly never played on this show before. But my buddy. Um. I'm going to mute his voice because he actually is like a legit. He cares. You know, he's a good guy. He cares about his reputation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to. I'll, I'll whatever. This is a reporter who was actually at one of her court appearances, uh, the press conference after. He recorded this and it's a fucking gem. She had a song that she had written. And after she gave her statement before <laughs> she did her Q&A with all her fucking, you know, resistance member, you know, buddies around her, she did this song. So here, uh, I'm going to play it. Now, I've heard this before. Mike has not. So I, this is the uh, world premiere this. of, um, for you anyway. Does it have a title? Kumo. America! I'm assuming. <laughs> Oh, you weren't fucking around. America! 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 <laughs> I made a song. If it fits you, so be it. If it doesn't... America, you motherfuckers! You drug addicts! You KKK, you fascist USA! America, you motherfuckers! You drug addicts! You KKK, you fascist USA! Okay, one more time. America! I want to make this my ringtone. You drug addict! You KKK, 
Championship USA. And now, one more second. Holy shit. Holy shit. Oh, so again, God. The problem is that that gets stuck in my head sometimes, man. I'm not even kidding. Like, I just have America, you uh, motherfuckers. Someone needs, to make, like, someone needs to make a remix of that. Yes, that's a good point. I'm going to have to work on that. I need to get, like, a good beat and, like, put that, put America, you motherfuckers. KKK, fascist motherfuckers. <laughs> It's like uh, a public enemy. Like, you know, oh like, my could God. you imagine like public enemy just going in on that? She's just like a. She sounds like like an angsty college student. <laughs> so again, what I you know, and look, I'll I'll put it to you this way. Here's why I don't have a lot of. Um, here's why I don't necessarily think much of Patricia Okumu, okay, and her whole like look on a personal she's level, a silly motherfucker. Yes. But, <laughs> <laughs> but here's why I don't necessarily have a lot of like, you know, solidarity with her cause. Okay. Because first of all, anybody's got a right to criticize whatever they want. The yeah. Freedom of speech, the whole thing. You can say whatever you want. But she immigrated here, emigrated here from the Congo. And it just so happens that that's like basically one of those like hell on earth. I was going to say, uh, what. <laughs> Where there's like little child armies, like eight and nine year olds, like snorting fucking gunpowder and toting around AK 47s with like death fucking gangs. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't think the Congo has a Statue of Liberty, but uh, I would imagine that if uh, if you tried to climb it in protest against the government, it would not be. No. Would not be responding. I mean, like, this is certainly, I'm crossing the threshold now of like, you know, just like reasoned uh, criticism, and I'm going to throw it out there, but like, you'd probably be like, you'd get tossed in like some fucking uh, gas filled um, truck tires and and lit on fire. So, (laughs) yeah. So, again, no, but seriously, but but in all honesty, if you're going to have moved here from a country that's got like plenty of fucking issues of its own and. Clearly, you live there for an extended amount of time because, I mean, you have an accent, so, like, you live there. Who the fuck are you to be talking shit about this country, basically, period? Like, unless you're going to find something yeah. on, on par with whatever it is that you came from. I'm sorry. Like, and I realize that's probably—I mean, like, that would be, like, immensely triggering to plenty of people to hear someone say that. Yeah. But no, I think it's re- I think it's reasonable. Um, you know, I think—and I think you can have that—I think you can have the opinion that— her calling the the U the USA like like it seemed it appears to be a blanket <laughs> statement about the entire country. Which is yeah, crazy. that's the other thing. Like, uh, come on now, you could criticize certain things, but you're going to say the whole country sucks. Yeah, Get the hell out of here. I, I don't know if that's maybe just that, like, you're hitting the point of I don't that. Know if I was that's really like trying a translation to. thing, or if that's like she actually does mean the whole country. <laughs> but I like, mean, that I could think- be legitimate, right? You know, she she might. Her language might just blow, and she might not be able to communicate. No, that's that fair. That's what she, that's who she's. I don't really think that's what happened. But I, don't I, think I so. appreciate you. I don't think so either. Yeah, if you're that steeped in your convictions about something like that, you could probably. Well, look. Out here's the other thing. I've covered enough of those events and met to an met is a strong word, but I've interacted with those people to know that they really. I mean, these people they really sniff their own farts. You know what I mean? They really yeah. believe this shit you know what i mean anyway uh speaking of really believing shit and sniffing your own farts this guy uh the holland tunnel which leads from jersey city into new york city um has some holiday decorations and 
some people complained that the decorations didn't look right, okay? There's a Christmas tree that's part of it, and the words Holland Tunnel over the A, you might expect the tree to go there, but it didn't. It was over the N. And the officials basically said, look, this is it's more symmetrical this way if we have this one, this one, this one. Yeah. But people were like, it doesn't yeah, look right. It should be over the fucking A. Letters. Yeah, so put the fucking tree over the A. So again, they, they made this whole big thing about we're gonna have an online poll and oh, look how much we care just because and all this. One kind of stuff. dipshit started a petition. Thank you. So what you said when we were talking about the show, we were prepping the other day, believe it or not, podcasters do that. And we said, um, you said, quite astutely, I might add, that you don't really care for anybody who signs a petition. Yeah, what are you doing? I like that. I think that's a good <laughs> yeah. rule of thumb. You know, if you sign a petition, I'm going to look at you circumspect. And I'm, why I'm, are you signing I'm more a concerned with people who start petitions. Even more so. Yeah. Right. It's really more so where it starts, right? That germane beginning yeah. of the... Of the uh, and I, I realize, the like, it's, the you know, it's fucking democracy and making your voice heard <laughs> and all of those How things. How terrible like, is that? All those like things on I some should, level, that's fucked up. We're all, sitting here in a basement like, things I should, I should love and su- support and stand for yeah. as an American patriot. But also, like, it's just get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, but man. it also doesn't... Don't, but it doesn't mean, like, in 1775, if you started a petition, you might get, like, hung yeah. from the highest tree. You know, like, nowadays, yeah, it's, like, now it's just kind fucking, of like, like a, hey. Yeah, you're, like, lighting a sparkle on Shut up. Fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, this guy that started the petition, I guess, when they finally decided that they were going to change the decorations and put the tree over the A and move the wreath from the U and all this kind of stuff... This guy was like fucking posing for the TV cameras, like he's like he won the lottery, and I'm like, who the what the f- are you fucking yeah, serious, Dan, you uh, loser? Uh, Danny Tamborelli, the kid from Pete and Pete, was making fun of him on Twitter for it. Was he really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Did you know that several? Uh, all right, so you know the show Pete and Pete clearly because yeah, you course. brought it up, New Jersey. Um, the beginning was what the the intro to that show because I think the house. From oh, the outside yeah. that they lived in was in Glen Ridge. Yeah, of course. Is Did that, you know that? I, I didn't know Glen Ridge, but I'm like, I mean that that show was suburban. the town I blew up. The town I grew up in. That that, that town was suburb. That, that that show was suburban New Jersey. Yeah, that was the whole fucking thing. Yeah. It was great. So anyway, it's hard to say if I hate that guy or the statue climber more significantly. Oh yeah, that's good. Um, it's a toss up. It's a toss up. Um, all right, so technically we're a little bit over our time here. Uh, would you humor me if I were to throw some topics out at you sure. and you gave me a one-word answer? Yeah. All right. Do it. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, all right. Parents are complaining. This is not something we haven't heard of before, but parents are complaining because. You know, homework is being given, and it's it's traumatizing to their kid. Parents are complaining about homework. Lazy. I like it. I like it. Um, Christine Blasey Ford is being used by Sports Illustrated as sort of a you know uh, talking head uh, spokesperson, whatever, to um, give out an award or, or do certain things with awards. Preposterous. Good, good. Uh, Kevin Hart is no longer going to be hosting the Oscars, and it may be hostless, as a matter of fact, because of some past tweets he made that were apparently of a homophobic nature. Hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That checks out. Um, okay. This this woman 
uh, wrote an article decrying the viral nature of Sully the service dog when he became the sort of star of the show when George H.W. Bush, former president George H.W. Bush was laid to rest. Sully the service dog, this writer at Slate, uh, talked about how it was, um, she she called it demented coverage of this dog. Hater. Mm -hmm. That checks out. That checks out. Um, This woman is mad because her child named Ab City spelled A-B-C-D-E. She's upset that people don't pronounce it Ab City. Idiot. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that checks out. That checks out. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, this guy in Connecticut is actually fighting his cell phone um, charge. He was charged of talking on the, on the cell phone while driving. He says he was actually eating a McDonald's hash brown. Weird. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I mean, if it's true. All right, how about this? This is going to challenge you because you can't use uh, weird back to back. Um, This football coach in New Jersey. uh, What town? Um, He doesn't wear shoes, by the way, ever. I mean, like literally, like he's outside. He's on the practice field. He's on the he's on the game field. Yeah. Um, This guy does not wear uh, shoes. Um, let's see. This is in uh, Sussex County. Yeah. Shocker. Uh, 43 degrees out. You know, icy, icy field. Doesn't matter. Um, he's not wearing shoes. Apropos. Wallkill Valley, by the yeah. way. Oh, <laughs> fucking apropos. <laughs> Wallkill Valley. Yeah. Um, Prince Charles of, you know, British royalty, obviously. Um, he has his shoelaces ironed by a porter, uh, allegedly, reportedly, every morning. Money. And that's how we end it. All right. That's how we close up shop. So again, we appreciate you joining us on this episode of Flippin' Out Radio. A, um, a goodbye to 2018. Yeah. I think I say for myself, it's been a, um, tumultuous year with a lot of ups and downs, a lot of ups. And uh, certainly a lot of accomplishments and a lot of good stuff, but some downs as well. And uh, we say goodbye to 2018. I don't want to speak for Mike, but I know um, there's been some challenges in 2018. Oh, what it's a been, fucking uh, kick in the balls this year was. It's I, been rough. I cannot wait. However, put it in the rear view. We started our little podcasting venture here in 2018, so that shouldn't be totally d- dismissed. Fantastic. And uh, we move into 2019 with, with hope and with optimism. And we certainly thank you. If you've stayed with this episode this long, and if you've stayed with this podcast this long, I certainly appreciate it. Mike appreciates it. And uh, we hope you listen to us here in 2019 as we get ready for the new year. Check him out. Mike Montone on social media, the Savage Sack Tap the podcast. Anything else you'd want to say before we close? Uh, yeah, at Mike Montone on Twitter, Facebook.com slash the Savage Crew at Gary underscore Moiler. On Instagram, uh, fucking tripping my balls off over here for a good portion of the show. So, if anything, Actually, I'm going to offer you a little uh, before we go. If I'm, I'm in good shape. Uh, <laughs> that's a reference to gardening, if you don't. But uh, yeah, so if anything I said came out sounding uh, retarded, that's the excuse. Uh, I'm going to have a cup of coffee next time. <laughs> Flipping out radio, the most American podcast ever created. He's Mike Montone. I'm James Flippin. You can follow me on Twitter at Jama Drop. That's J A M A. D-R-O-P and uh, check out Flipping Out Radio on Facebook. Thank you so much for joining us on RadioMisfits.com. Heaven's very good. 
the most American podcast ever created. Oh, here's your blessing. Oh, I have a tough time really comfortably saying cunt. Really? Yeah. I'll call a dude a cunt just as quickly, like an equal. You're an equal opportunity cuntist. Yeah, I will. I'll drop it for anything. Like, if like I if I hit my hand on the table real hard, I'm fucking cunt. Yeah. Uh, See, like, that's not really in my vernacular. Yeah, I, I just I just toss it around. It's yeah. a good word. To toss uh, it's around. great. It's great. Yeah. Oh, oh my stars! What a day. This has been a Flippin' Out Radio production. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. I hate Flippin' Out Radio.